Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. Remain standing. I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6 this morning. How many of y'all are ready for the Word? I'm going to tell you, the Word changes lives. God said in His Word, said it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Divides the soul and the spirit, bone and marrow. It tells us it's our roadmap for life. And I'm going to tell you, it changes lives. There's power. It's living. It's breathing. Matthew chapter 6, I want to look at verses 16 through 18. That's our main text today. There were so many scriptures on prayer and fasting. And I I, I began to pray about this. And I was like, God, you got to show me which direction. Because... I honestly wish I had three or four Sundays to preach on prayer and fasting. I got to get into vision casting next Sunday. But uh, y'all just going to have to pray for me this morning is all I can say because I got so much word stirring up in my spirit this morning. I hope we get through it all. Come on, somebody. I, I intentionally made my outline short. That way I was like, because I got to give myself room to chase a few rabbits today. So, um, But anyway, Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 16 says this, moreover, and this is Jesus talking. He says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. Jesus was plain talk, easy understood. Don't be like the hypocrites with sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. And in other words, they want everyone to know. They want it to be a show. They want people, they they want to say, look at me and look what I'm doing. I'm fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. And in other words, that is their reward. That people know that they're fasting, that's the only reward that they will get. But Jesus says this, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Today I'm excited. I'm just going to share with you a simple message on 21 days of prayer and fasting. Will you pray with me? God, I come before you and I thank you for who you are, God. I pray, God, that you would hide me behind your cross this morning. God, let everything that I say, let everything that I do, God, be ordained by you. Nothing more, nothing less, God. Let these words pierce the hearts of this congregation, God, that we would not just be hearers of your word, but doers, God. And God, I just pray this prayer all the time, but I mean it, Father. It's, it's, it's my heart's cry as a pastor, God. I don't want anyone to leave here today, God, the same way we walked in. And I'll be quick to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for everything that's accomplished in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. And everybody said, amen. One more time, give God a hand clap of praise this morning as you're being seated. It is warm in here this morning. Praise God. I had to go ahead and shed the jacket in preparation of knowing what's coming. Come on, somebody. So today it begins a a 21-day journey for this church. Maybe you're new to forward today. And um, I just want to really quick, every every single year, every, every year in January... We, we start the year off with prayer and fasting to get our hearts and minds focused on what God has us to focus on. This is 21 days where we're setting, setting time aside to get along with God and focus on what really matters most. 
And if we want more in 24, if we want the vision to take place, if we really want what God wants for this church today, if we want more in 24, it begins here. It begins now. It doesn't, it doesn't really start even with, with vision casting next Sunday. It doesn't start with that. It starts with this. You know, I, and, and I almost messed up myself. I, I, would, I would say this. I'm starting vision casting next Sunday, or I'm starting the vision casting series the second Sunday in January. But I want you to understand something. The vision casting is one thing, but if we don't have room, if we are not prepared to receive the vision and to receive the word that God has for us, then we are not doing our part in what God would have this church to do to set ourselves up spiritually speaking to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. It begins now, it begins with prayer, it begins with fasting. And we're gonna talk about three areas of prayer and fasting today. We're gonna talk about the breakup of prayer and fasting. Look at your neighbor and say, there's gotta be a breakup. Number two, we're gonna talk about the breakthrough of prayer and fasting. Look at your second choice and say there's got to be a breakthrough. And number three, we're going to talk about the birthplace of prayer and fasting. A lot of times God will birth dreams and visions during prayer and fasting. And I'm going to tell you, I believe it's coming this month. First and foremost, the breakup of prayer and fasting. You know, there's something about fasting that cleanses the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is our body. The Bible, God's word says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And every once in a while, we just need a spiritual bath. Come on, somebody. Every once in a while, we just say, God, I need you to cleanse me. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, fill me. You know what? There's, there's, there's most of us, we take a, a physical bath every single day. At least I hope we do. Come on, somebody. My bath day's on Sunday morning. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But I want to be honest with you, we have to have seasons in our life where we say, God, cleanse me. And fasting is like taking a spiritual bath. Your body is a temple of the living God. It's magnificent. And you were born for him, made by him, all for his glory. And as a, as a believer, as a child of God, I don't want anything hindering or standing, standing between me and my God. God cleanse me so that I have clean hands, a pure heart, and a clear conscience so I can hear from you, know you, and be used by you all for your glory. I live to bring him glory on the face of this earth. Come on, somebody, give him praise. See, if we don't care for the temple of the Holy Spirit, our body, we will fill it with filth and it just accumulates. Let me share with you an illustration. One week over this Christmas holiday season, me and my wife, we took about two or three days and we had a closet clean out. How many of y'all has ever had a closet clean out? We had a closet. How many bags of, it was somewhere, it was 13, 14 bags, trash bags. And I'm not talking about the, the, the little gallon size. I'm talking about the big trash bags of clothes and toys and, and clutter. And here's why we had to do that. We have smaller closets at the house that we live in. We've got, we got new clothes for Christmas, praise God. The kids got new toys for Christmas, praise God. But how many of y'all know you can't make room for the new until you break up with the old? And every once in a while, you just need a good breakup. 
Some students are getting nervous. Some teenagers are getting nervous. Some boyfriends and girlfriends are sitting beside each other this morning and they're getting nervous a little bit. Every once in a while, you just need to break up with the old. The Bible says this, you can't put new wine into old wineskins because it'll, it'll burst. You can't contain it. And so therefore you have to, we've got to make room. If we want more in 24, it begins here. It begins now. It begins with prayer. It begins with fasting. And what prayer and fasting does is it causes you to break up with some things that God never intended for you to have in your life. Maybe your schedule is a little cluttered. Maybe your calendar is a little cluttered. Maybe something in your life is a little cluttered and as you pray and as you fast, as you push back that plate or give up whatever thing it is you're giving up during this time of prayer and fasting, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to show you some of those things. And what you're going to start to notice is that, hey, a lot of those things God never intended for that to be in my life, I'm making room. And like John says, I'm saying, God, less of me and more of you. Oh, that I may decrease so that you may increase. Fasting is like taking out the trash. How many, I, I always give the, the, the trash taking out job to Jaden and Kaysen. Come on, somebody. It's an easy job. The hardest part is what? Doing it. It's an easy job. And fasting is like taking out the trash. Like it or not, you have to take out the trash on a regular basis. But I don't know about you, but this is what we do at our house. Um, somebody do me a favor. Go get one of those round trash cans out of the commons area. Bring it up here real quick. Yeah. I don't know about you, but at our house, I pride myself on how much I can actually fit in that trash can. before we actually take it out. Now, I planned on doing this earlier. Let me grab myself a couple of Kleenexes. Because here's what we like to do. Now, there's some trash down at the bottom because what, what we'll do is we'll throw, we don't mind throwing things away, but we'll keep, we'll keep pushing it down and pushing it down and, and we'll just keep throwing stuff in there and then we'll just leave it there. And we'll think, it's okay as long as it's in the trash. But what we don't realize, if we don't take out the trash, it's still in the house. Here's what God told me. There's some things in our house that we have thrown away from time to time, but we've got too many Christians today going dumpster diving. Well, I know I threw that away at the altar last Sunday, but you know what? It's just in the trash can. It's still in the house. And when it's still in the house, I still have to walk by it every single day. I still have to smell it every single day. It's still stinking up the house. Come on, sin stinks. Things in your life that God never intended. We, it's time we sack it up. Come on, somebody. 
and we get it outside the house. There's coffee in this. I don't want to spill it all over the carpet. Come on, somebody, this morning. But no longer can we just leave things in our life. No longer can we leave things in our house. There's some things in this house that we might have to get rid of in 24 so that we can make room for more. There's some things in your house that you might have to get rid of in 24. And as you pray and as you fast, say, God, show me. Show me these things. And if you've laid it down, if you've thrown it away before, get rid of it. Look to your neighbor and say, take out the trash. Take out the trash. See, when you fast, the Holy Spirit will take the trash out and his presence will come in and replace it. The sweet aroma of the Holy Spirit will fill the atmosphere of your house. You ever walked in a room before and just know something different? Bad or good. You know what I mean? Those of you with spiritual discernment, wave your hand at me. You know what I'm talking about. You just, you just, sometimes you just know there's something's different. Something don't feel right. I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit, when you begin to ask him to show you, God revealed to me. God show me. God change me. And when you start saying, God change me, I'm going to tell you, he'll take the trash out. He'll get rid of it. And he'll replace it with his presence. See, not only is there a breakup of prayer and fasting, but there's also a breakthrough of prayer and fasting. Let me say this. Outward battles are won in secret, private places. Public battles are won in private places. The Bible says we don't wage war against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and principalities. You know how we fight our battles on our knees? We fight our battles on our knees. Future battles will come to you during your fast. Can I just warn you, as a pastor, as a shepherd, when you start praying and fasting, just get ready. With every new level comes a new devil. That's hashtag joy untweetable right there. With every new level comes a new devil. And I guarantee you, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm not new, doom and gloom or whatever, I'm just truth. Bible says, in this world, you will face persecution, tribulation, trials, all of these things. But Jesus said this, take heart, for I have overcome the world. See, the enemy may come against you, but he doesn't have the power to defeat you. I'm getting ahead of myself. God says, I'm watching you fast, pray and read the word. I'm going to reward you. The Bible said, when we read it, he said, if you fast in secret, God will reward you in Public, and I want you to know this. I want you to ask yourself: Do you have something that that you believe God wants to do in your life this morning? Do you believe God is wanting to do something new? Do you believe God has more for you? I want to go ahead and answer that question for you this morning. The answer is yes. I don't. I don't know if you've heard from God. I don't know if if you have felt God. But whether you have heard from God or whether you have felt God uh, speak to you in your life. 100% of the people in this room, no one's excluded. God's got more for you. God's got new things for you. There is always more of God to obtain. And are you asking for his direction? Maybe you need a healing in your body. Maybe you're, you're believing God for a miracle in your family. 
I want to ask, are you sitting in that place where you can see where you believe God wants you to be, but there's still a gap between where you are and where God wants you to be? Am I speaking to anybody in the house this morning? Maybe there's a chasm between you and where you need to be. The greatest lesson, listen to me, that God has ever taught me was that in seasons like this, only fasting can bring that kind of breakthrough. If you've been raised in church, any at all, I remember specifically speaking, I was going through a, a difficult season when I was a teenager one time. And I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of that season. Come on, I was young and dumb, and we've all been there, done that, got the T-shirt. And I've got my kids in the house this morning, so I don't want them to know how young and dumb daddy was. Come on, somebody. But I was smart enough to know I need to hit my knees, and I need to start praying, and I need to start fasting. And for three days, I sought the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, breakthrough came. And in serious moments like that is when we get serious with God. But I'm challenging this church this Sunday. Why not go ahead and get serious with God? Why not just go ahead right now and get serious with God? Sometimes only fasting can bring that kind of breakthrough. There's a story about a man by the name of Daniel in the Old Testament. We, we read about his story in the book of Daniel. And the Bible says that an angel of the Lord came to him on the 21st day of his fast and broke the spirit that was holding the answers from his prayers. And the Bible says specifically in Daniel chapter 10, beginning with verse 10, it actually talks about this story. And the angel, the messenger of God, actually tells Daniel, I heard your prayer. God heard your prayer on the first day of your fast. But for 21 days, the message was delayed. There was a hindering spirit. There was a delayer. God heard Daniel's prayer the first day, but the angel had to break through spiritual barriers to get to Daniel. And because Daniel had been fasting for 21 days, there was a breakthrough. And, and there is a spirit that the Lord shows us in this story called the delayer. See, according to Daniel chapter 10, verses 13 through 21, the enemy loves to delay God's plan or will for your life. He can't, he can't, he can't overcome you because he has already been overcome. He can't cross that bloodline. As long as you follow Jesus, as long as you're on your knees in prayer, as long as you're, you're, you're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and in his will submitted to the Father, the enemy can't touch you with a 10-foot stick. Come on, somebody. But what he tries to do is he tries to delay God's will from taking place in your life. I'm speaking to somebody. I need to calm down because you need to hear this this morning. The enemy can't overcome you. But what he can do is he can try to hinder or delay God's plan from taking place in your life. He can try. I've, I've witnessed it. I've been there. I had a calling on my life as a young age to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, I ran from that calling. But I'm going to tell you, when I submitted to God when I was 19 years old, and I said, Father, not my will, but your will be done, God said, okay, son, we've got some time. We've got some lost time to make up for. And the enemy tried to delay, and he did delay God's plan for my life for a season. But when I submitted to God at 19, and I said, God, have your way. I'm tired of doing it my 
my way. I'm tired of fighting my own battles because God, you said these battles are yours. They're, they're, they're not, come on. And I submitted to him and he said, okay, I'm going to put you on the fast track now. Okay. What, what used to take so many years to accomplish is going to take months. What used to take months is going to take weeks. What used to take weeks is now going to take days because God said, when I fight your battles and when I bring the breakthrough, it comes. And there's a spirit that tries to hinder God's will. But the enemy can't defeat you, defeat you, but he can delay the promise and the prophecy. And when you fast like Daniel did, you activate the spirit world of angels. And as a result, things that have been held up or delayed seem to break through. Look, look at your neighbor and say, there's a breakthrough. For example, now I'm about to get real in this house. My kids are in here this morning, so I'm not going to say anything that I don't believe my kids can't hear. If you got kids in the house this morning, that's on you. We got kids' church. <laughs> Calm down. Some of my staff's up here getting nervous. Oh, I don't know why he has to be that mean. I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying you made a choice. And maybe some of your kids need to hear what I'm about to say. For example, fasting and prayer can defeat addictions and especially sexual ones. Our battle is not with people, but there is a spirit behind pornography. There is a spirit behind homosexuality. There is a spirit behind infidelity and unfaithfulness in marriage. There is a spirit behind not being able to control yourself, sleeping around, and committing fornication. Y'all weren't ready for this, was you? There is a spirit behind sin, and it has to be broken. And the problem is today we've got too many people trying to accomplish godly things without God. We've got a spiritual deficiency God help me. We've got a, def a, a spiritual deficiency in the church world today. But it's time the church hits her knees. It's time the bride of Christ submits to the Father and hits her knees in prayer and saying, God, cleanse us. Lord, have mercy. I don't know. <laughs> Pastor, I need Bible for that. Okay. Judges chapter 20. Look at it. The Israelites were attacked by the Sodomites. You know what Sodom, who Sodomites were? They were people caught in perversion. They were people caught in conversion, perversion. And, and Judges, they needed to convert. Come on, somebody. <laughs> in Judges chapter 20, it says that 22,000 Israelites died in battle. When the Israelites attacked the Sodomites, 22,000 died in battle. Then in verse 23, the Bible says that they wept before the Lord, and God told them to go out and fight again. So they went out on the next day, 18,000 of them died. Twice they were defeated by this perverse people. But then do you know what happened? They went to God. They wept as before. But the Bible says they chose also to fast. They chose to not do it their own way anymore. 
and not listen to what the world was telling them. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm just preaching it my own way. But listen to what the Holy Spirit. And when the Bible says that when they prayed and when they fasted, the Bible says that in Judges chapter 20, verse 26, that they chose to also fast. And when they asked God if they should go out and fight again, God said, go, and that the victory would be given to them. So after trying twice to gain the victory in the natural, they could not break the power of the spirit of perversion. But when they went out to battle after fasting, they defeated the spirit that had come against them. And I'm going to tell you something. There is a spirit of the age that we wrestle against as the church. And I'm going to tell you, I've said it before. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. If you're in this house this morning and you're battling with one of the sins that I just mentioned, whether it be fornication, whether it be homosexuality, whether it be any of those things that I've mentioned, I'm going to tell you something. God's not against you. He's for you. But God is against the sin that you are living in. And I believe that if we will hit our knees in prayer, breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Deliverance is coming. I can't get away from this. We want to, oh, help me, because I need to say this in love, God. Oh, Lord, help me. We want to complain about the shape and the condition that the world is in today before we've even prayed and fasted about the condition that the world is in today. And I told First Saturday Prayer this. We have no right as a church, as the body of Christ, as believers in Jesus Christ, to complain about anything until we have prayed about it. Yeah. Pastor, this is tough. We've got guests in the house this morning. You need to calm down a little bit. No, I'm going to preach it like God laid it on my heart. Here's the thing. Don't feel like you have the right to complain about anything or say anything about anything until you've prayed about it first. Come on, somebody. And so it's time that the church hits her needs in prayer and breakthrough will happen. Number three, the birthplace of prayer and fasting. I want you to know something this morning. Every assignment has a birthplace. Every assignment has a birthplace. God has a call in your life and God has a plan. And the plan that God has for your life is greater than your plan for your life. The Bible says that, that, man, that man makes his plans, but God orders his steps. And when we make plans, there's nothing wrong with making plans. Don't, get that, don't take that the wrong way. Listen, we've got a, we've got a, a one-year plan. We've got a two-year plan. We've got a five-year plan. You know, strategic, you know, being uh, strategizing and planning. for There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you, you can make plans but God orders your steps because at the end of the day, you say, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And so there's a, there's, 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 there's a plan, there's a call on your life, and it might be in the business world. It might be in the marketplace. I'm not talking about your call to preach or your call to, to a pulpit ministry or your call to launch a, a church. or You know, when we, when we hear that word or that phrase, God's got a calling, and, and so many people start tuning you out because they say, well, I, I'm not called to preach or I'm not called to be a pastor or I'm not called to a pulpit ministry or this and that and the other. But I'm going to tell you, God's got a calling on your life. It might not be, you know, up here on this platform. It might be in the marketplace. Too many, too many times have the, has the church dismissed 
the specific calling of having lay people in the marketplace ministering outside of the four walls. And so what I'm saying this morning is don't minimize your calling. Don't neglect your calling. Your calling might be as a business leader. Your calling might be as a, as a, a, as a professor or, a, or a, a, a principal of a high school. Your calling might be a teacher and your, your, uh, your, your mission field might be a classroom or a high school. I don't know what your specific, only you and God knows, but I'm going to tell you something. God's got a plan. And God's got a purpose. And God wants to make a difference in your life, but God also wants to make a difference through your life. And it's not until sometimes when we hit our knees and we begin to pray and we begin to fast and we begin to seek God's specific direction to our life, God will birth an assignment in us. You sense it. You know it. It might be in the marketplace. It could be a great opportunity. It could be a door that God is going to open for you to do something great with your life. And a lot of times, I'm going to listen, listen to me. A lot of times, God's plan for your life and God's purpose for your life is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. God's not going to give you something that, that, you know, that you can just say, look what I've done. No, he's going to give you something bigger than you, greater than you. That way, when it happens, you say, I don't know how it happened. And he's going to get the glory. You sense it, you know it. But hear, hear me this morning. Now it's time to stop thinking and dreaming about what could be and start taking action. Now is the time to stop just thinking and dreaming. I forget who it was said this, but there's a quote. And I love this quote. It says this. After all is said and done, more is said than done. So as the church, we can keep talking about it, we can keep thinking about it, and all we're ever going to have is a good idea. But I'm going to tell you something. It's time we stop just talking about it and we start taking action. It's time we stop telling, it's time we stop telling people, I'll pray for you, and start telling people, let's pray right now. Give me your hands. Let's bind together in agreement. Let's believe in God. To, it's time we start taking action. It's time we start putting hands and feet to the vision. Listen, it's time for you to prepare your heart for what God wants to do. Closing with this. It's time for you and I to prepare our heart. Pastor, what are, what are these 21 days about? I'm starting vision casting. More in 24. We got the t-shirts and all. Come on, somebody. Shameless plug. But in order for you to receive more in 24 starts here it starts now it starts with prayer and it starts with fasting there's got to be a breakup there's got to be a breakup I told my staff this and I'm going to tell you this some of the things that God's going to tell you to give up and break up with they're going to be good things Maybe not 100% across the board, but I'm going to tell you, somebody under the sound of my voice, you're going to experience this, and you need to hear this. Some of the things that God is going to ask you to break up with is going to be good things. But God's never going to ask you to give up good things and not replace them with better things. 
Sometimes God's just wanting to see if you'll actually give up what you think is a good thing so he can actually give you the better thing. I've done it before. I've experienced it before. I'm not trying to say anything about me, but what I'm saying is a lot of times God is just seeing where your heart is. Where's, where's their heart? And if, and, if, and if you'll show him, God, I've got my heart. My heart's in the right place, Lord. See, it's not just what we do, but it's why we do what we do. And if God looks at that and he says, there's a heart, there's an attitude. What have I said before? Your attitude will determine your what? Altitude. A lot of times God's just saying, there's an attitude that I can work with. There's an attitude, there's an atmosphere in that person's home that I can do miracles in. But sometimes it's not until we change the atmosphere. It's not until we break up with some things in our life. And then the breakthrough. The breakup comes first. And then the breakthrough. And the things you've been praying about, and the things that you've been believing God for, I'm believing. I'm believing you're going to see them. And I just want to speak over somebody today. God's going to birth some things, I believe. God's going to birth some things in this congregation. We've got at least 400 people sitting in this congregation this morning. We've got extra seats put out in the back. Man, we've got troopers back there up against the sound booth. Come on, somebody on the back walls. I don't even know how they, I don't even know how they hear us all the way back there in the back. Can y'all hear me back there? Can y'all, okay, praise God. Hallelujah. God's going to birth some things in you and through you this year. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe it. And it's time for God. I wrote this down and I want you to hear it. It's time for God to target your children for his plan. It's time for us to pray, God, target my children for your plan. God, reveal your plan to my children. I don't want to embarrass my sons, but... I'm answering questions from a seven and a 10 year old that I never dreamed that I would have to answer from a seven and 10 year old, but our kids are asking questions today. Because, and you know why they're asking questions? Because the Holy Spirit's doing the work in them. And it's time that parents have a spiritual ear and a spiritual eye to see. And we start praying over our kids. It's time for you to see that miracle of provision come to you. It's time for you to fast and pray. And as you fast and pray, you will conquer the things that have been conquering you. I believe it with all my heart. Will you stand? We hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at forwardchurchonline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon. 